Warning, this episode of the Spire Can Argue contains adult language, mature situations, thieves, clamp, ponyo, other crazy things like that, spoilers, and a lot of just bantering and witty blabbing. Listener discretion is advised. Now let me get that item. Episode 63. 20 Faces Steals the World. Yoink. Hey! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spark and Monger View. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. And with me today, again, is Belchan. How are you doing today, Belchan? Wonderful. That's good. That's really good. And you're back again. It's another episode with another person besides me. Hooray! Oh, so those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. And for those of you who are joining us again, well... It's nice to see you again. Thank you for downloading the podcast, and the pie is on the left. Well, anyway, the blog, right? <laughs> I know, I know. So anyway, um, for those who don't know, Spark can decide that provides information or views about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode we'll review one or two manga, depending on the situation, and or if I have a guest host. And we'll give you a little bit of information about, you know, like talking about different characters, the art, a couple other things, right? Yeah, and also the character development, and just give you a little bit more information than you need, so that way you go to a bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool, and you can make an informed decision on if you want to pick it up or not. Because every time you pick up a manga, sometimes it might not be really good. I can name a couple of examples, but that's neither here nor there. You don't have to agree with anything we say, but we hope we entertain you, right? Yes, and Zana's kind of an expert in his own way. <laughs> yes, I'm an expert in my own mind. Ha ha ha! In my own insanity? <laughs> in your own head. Yes, in my own head, because I am in... Your own little world. No, I'm just joking. Well, in actuality, everyone has their own little world, because we are the stars of our own story. So the world technically revolves around each and every single person, because it's their own interpretation of the world. So in this world, in my world, I am the star of the show. It's kind of boring, though. Don't do a yes, lot. Yes, in reality, is based on how... It affects yourself. Exactly. As but, a person. Mm-hmm. Each personal experience. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Because that's all we really are. Well, but then that's all. <laughs> we're, we're getting into a whole, I think, therefore, I am philosophical debate. And I don't think anyone wants to hear us talk about Descartes and all those other things. Do you agree? Yeah, let's just get on with it. Get on with it. Yes, we should get on with it just a little bit. Um. So before we get into anything else, first off, the news. Well... This week, Ponyo comes out! Yay! Yes, and you finally saw Ponyo, right? Oh, yeah. It was great. Well, I saw the Japanese mm-hmm. dub, which yeah, was... I Yeah, I showed it to you, and did you like it, or...? Oh, uh, it was really cute. It was really cute. It was like a kid story, and it was just... Yeah. And Ponyo... But can be for adults, too, right? You mm-hmm. know? No, I know... art style. No, I know what you mean. It's it's a very cute and wonderful movie. And I just think how cute it is. And I also like to some of the little things that they do. Not like 
the magical sequences and all this because there's no CG in this movie it's all watercolor and the movie is beautiful the soundtrack's beautiful but the things I like are the little things they capture like for example just the way that for example when he when Sosuke takes Ponyo to school he's like oh okay I'm gonna hide her so a cat doesn't get her takes a leaf puts it on top of the thing that'll hide the that'll hide the bucket <laughs> it runs away that's true, but don't give too much away about the movie. No, we're not going to so. give too much away. Well, hopefully the English dub is, well, worth it. I don't know. I'm kind of apprehensive because, I mean, Liam Neeson is playing the father, Fujimoto, mm. the wizard guy. You have Kate Blanchett as Ponyo's mother. You have Noah Cyrus as Ponyo. Ponyo. You have the youngest Jonas brother, who's like seven, as Sosuke. I don't know how I feel about that. And then you have Lisa... Um, the girl from 30 Rock, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, you know who I'm talking about, the girl from 30 Rock with the glasses who did that one commercial, uh... Yes, yes, who, who made Mean Girls. Tina Fey. Yes, yes. That's, yes. sorry, why am I saying Lisa? Yeah, she, <laughs> Tina Fey's playing Lisa. And also Lily Tomlin's playing the mean lady, the mean old lady. <laughs> That's funny. So, I don't know, it, it might be good. Oh, Matt Damon's playing the father. He has two lines in the whole movie! Oh, you mean the, the, um... Oh, the, um... The captain. Okay. Not the wizard. The wizard's Liam Neeson. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I mean, it sounds like... Because generally when they have a good cast for the, the Studio Ghibli films, they're really good. I mean, but there's some which you just... For example, when you saw Castle in the Sky, who was it that you said you hated or you just didn't see it anymore now? Because every time you see Castle in the Sky, uh... What's his name? Uh... Oh, uh, the guy from Dawson's Creek, James Vanderbeek. Yeah, the he Dawson. Was the voice. Yeah. No, no, I, I liked it. It was just, um, I don't know. No, no tell I, me, tell me. I don't know. He, he, I just thought of someone younger for the part, but yeah, a lot. That was the only thing. Yeah, sometimes they do that, and you're kind of like, why are they put these people as it? I mean, sometimes they do really good jobs. I mean, the perfect example: Michael Keaton when he was uh, Porco Rosso was perfect in it. Same thing with in, uh, what is that one that, um... But, you know, I think it's also they use, like, um, actors of that time, which were, like, really popular. So at the time, he was very, mm -hmm. you know... Very true. Yeah, yeah. The interesting thing, though, is, besides that, one more thing about Ponyo, is this is the first Disney film which doesn't have... That's a Studio Ghibli interpretation that doesn't have David Ogden Steers in it. Mm. Weird. Because he, he's in everything from... Ever since he started with Beauty and the Beast, he's been in like 50 different Disney shows as a voice actor. And just it's kind of be kind of weird not having him in there. Well, wait, no, was he? Yeah, he was in a bunch of them, I think. If I'm wrong, please send me an email and I'll read it on air as you bash me horribly. Spirekin at gmail.com. I think my favorite Studio Ghibli film is still Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Howl's... I, but I'm still a fan of Mononoke Hime. I... It was the first one I saw in a major theater. It cost me 30 bucks a ticket, but it was beautiful movie. I really liked it, you know? Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a all of them are very long. They're all good movies compared to a lot of the crap coming out, like, what is it? Home on the Range and all this other... And uh, Delgo and... Uh, what's the one with the puppy? I don't know. It just... It's, well, of course, I'm an anime. It's just very art artistic. Yes, but then we're getting to the whole anime versus actual cartoons issue, and then... But you're not here for that, because this is a manga podcast. Of course. So, manga news. Well, not much is going on in the manga world, of course. You had just a couple of announcements. More Holic coming out, of course. And from the last episode of Holic, I was very depressed about it. It was so sad what happened. And it's kind of funny because Holic is something we're actually going to be, might be talking about today. 
in this episode. Uh, what else? So besides that, of course, there's the site news. You can check out the website, sparkin.podbean.com, and we have a list of all the stuff coming out, all of our contests, including the contest for August 19th, which is the win 11 volumes of Yu Yu Hakusho. Yay! You think that's a little bit too much for me to give out to the winner? No, I think they deserve it. Yeah, 11 volumes is pretty big, too. I mean, it's a lot. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg to send it, though. I just hope it's like, Mm. well... Yes, and we have six people already who entered in. Like I said, I was waiting for ten, and then I'm going to spin that. (laughs) The The wheel wheel of manga. Yes, I'm going to spin that, and whatever number it lands on, that's what the winner is going to be picked from. Once I get ten, so I need, like I said, three more people. Great. Either way... Besides that, I think, well, Blarg, that's gibberish, I think, yes? Yes, let's, let's get on with it. Yeah, I should definitely get on with it. But besides that, remember, for that contest, it is step one, you need to tell me what is your name. Second is, what is your favorite podcast? And third, what was the manga that I was supposed to review in episode 30 not what me and fightbait were supposed to review remember you can either email me at sparkin at gmail.com or you can call me at 206-426-6665 that again is 206-426-MONK I think that's about it for those news oh one other thing of course that anyone who I'm going to also spin two other times after the first time for that winning and the second person is going to be winning a different manga and the third person is going to be winning a different manga so don't worry if I don't. you don't win the big prize. There are other prizes I'm giving away. It's a win-win. Yeah, I really have to get rid of this. Because look, look how much manga and crap I have around this room. I mean, seriously, just piling up. Yeah. That's your collection, though. No, not those. The promos. I mean, like, Star Blazers. I mean, I put... that. What am I going to do with Star Blazers? I don't like the series. It's long and boring. <laughs> And also the whole holic thing. Remember that? I got I paid $30 for each holic. Now the entire series is $35. I was cursing my head off when I found that out. Yeah, that, that really pisses me off when that happens. And then also the other thing, the thing with, with Slayers. Okay, I bought Slayers mm. Season 2. That's the first box that I ever really bought at a con. It also caused me to be o- overdraft like a thousand. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, I bought this box set for $199 back in the day, 2001. Really expensive back then. That was the price. Okay. So now, let's fast forward. Now, this year, Slayer Season 1, $39.99. I pick it up, right? Because it's a lot cheaper, and I still feel gypped, but I still get a Season 1 to collect, and I have the original box. Set. Anyway, so I go to Best Buy today, because I'm looking for a gift for my brother. Uh, he's got this whole thing we're not going to get into. Anyway, so I pick up this gift for my brother, and I go and I see Slayers Seasons 1, 2, and 3. Guess how much? It's only like 50 bucks, right? 40 bucks? Something yeah. Like that? I was cursing my head off because I was like, if I'd waited a week, son of a motherfucking, fucking, I was a little pissed off. Just a little bit. Oh, well, that's how it goes. You should have waited. I should have waited. Uh-huh. At least mangas, you don't have to worry about those extra editions or stuff. The only series which I, I double dipped on was Oh My Goddess because the original release from Dark Horse was volumes 1, 3, and 7 combined. They cut out so much stuff. It was kind of depressing because I like the versions I have now. The ones I got. Anyway. Either way, I think that's it for the this ranting a little bit. So, shouldn't we get into the manga for this episode? Let's get on with it. Yes, we should get on with it. So, 
if you remember from the last episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, number 61, where we reviewed I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto us that we were going to be reviewing Man of Many, Many faces. faces. And this is a pretty interesting series, because, well, it's also known as Ninju Menzo no Onigai, or 20 Faces, please. And it's a very dramatic and very long series, wouldn't you say? Yes, it's. It, I, I think it's really romantic, in my opinion, as a girl's point of view. Yes, well, actually, it's a, one of the shortest things that Clamp has ever done. Yes, we're doing a Clamp manga. This is the first Clamp manga we've heard of. Now, for those who don't know, Clamp is this group of four girls, originally six, then four, and they draw these very long and drawn-out and very unusual... And very perplexing series. Um, what are some of the ones that Clamp has done? X-1999? Yep, which they never finished because after September 11th, they said, we're not going to do anymore, which really sucks because they ended it at a really bad place. But uh, what else? Um, there was also Magical Night Ray Earth, this magical sci-fi series where it's, okay, your job is yet to save the princess. Okay, we found the princess. Now you have to kill her. What? Clover. Uh, that yeah. I just read. Yeah, Clover. Um, of course, there's the one we talked about earlier, Holic. Mm-hmm. Uh, XXX is a variable, so it doesn't have a real name. And then, of course, the subsequent Alter series, Magical Crusade Subasa. And then, of course, one of my personal favorites and one of the first series I ever bought that was a shoujo, Cardcaptor Sakura, which was horribly butchered into Cardcaptors. What about uh, Clamp School Detectives? Oh, yes. That actually is connected (laughs) with this series. And, of course, I can't forget Rig Veda. Okay, now, now, the interesting thing that Clamp does is that all these series are connected. You're probably wondering, what what the hell do I mean by it's all connected? I know what you're talking about. Like, um, a character appears in um, different... Like, for a short amount of time, they're all, like, intertwined. Yeah, yeah. For example, um... This, the main character of this, Akiri, sorry, Akira Ijunin, he is a main character in Clamp School Detectives, but also he appears in Clamp School Defenders as a villain, and then later on in X-1999, he appears for three seconds. And a lot of the Clamp stuff revolves around what's called the Clamp Academy. It's this giant school which is essentially the size of a small town. They have a university, college, hospital... And the scary thing about this school is if you look from an aerial view, the school is shaped like a pentagram. <laughs> it's kind of creepy on so many levels. But anyway, into the basic things. Of course, I said it was released by Kodansha originally, and then it was released in America under Tokyo Pop. It's currently discontinued, unfortunately, but it's a really interesting series. We can get a hold of it. It is a shonen, and originally was released in New Type Magazine and came out around the early 90s. Yeah, around 90, 91, give or take. And it's got that traditional, you know, the manga has a traditional right-to-left format. And how would you describe the cover of the manga? I would say very... Um, Romantic. Yeah. Just to repeat that again, because it is very flowery. I'd say it's a little girly, I think. <laughs> yeah, but that's also the style of the Clamp Girls. They draw them very long and sexual and very, you know, at one point you'd be like, okay, that guy and that guy, they're too cute to be. They're probably making out in the background when you're not <laughs> looking like, I love you. I love you. Uh, so, anyway, so what is Mad of Many Faces about? 
well, Man of Many Faces is about, like I said, Akira Ijuin. Now, he is this nine-year-old kid who's an enter, uh, elementary school student, which means he's a little boy, and he has a double life. He's, he's about eight years old in the th- third grade, you said? Yeah, he's in yes. the third grade. He's about eight years old. And what happens is that he is the school treasurer for his school because he's in the elementary division of the Clamp School, and he's the school treasurer with the other three kids who end up in, what is it, three years later, they create the Clamp School detectives. But it's neither here nor there. And what happens is that besides the fact he's an elementary school kid, he has a double life as a mysterious thief known as the Man of Many Faces or Twenty Faces. And how do you say Twenty Faces looks? Um, if I could compare him to um, a character, I'd say he looks like Tuxedo Common a lot. Yeah, like he... he has a top hat, the the cape. You know, I'm just expecting him to, like throw a rose any minute. <laughs> but like but, you what, said, what does he say? Sarabara <laughs> disappears. But you said it's, that's the, the thief costume, you know, for the Japanese... Yeah, that's the thief costume that a lot of... It's, like, stereotypical, like, the typical... You know how you have typical in America, the detective wears the fedora, the trench coat, all this stuff? I did not know that before you told me. Oh. Yes, well, so what happened is that he is this master thief who's nine years old, which is kind of typical in most things, but his motivation is pretty interesting because... He's not a thief by choice. I mean, his father was the original man of many faces, the original 20 faces. He's just following his dad's footsteps. But the thing is, he's not a thief. He doesn't steal, like, jewels or diamonds or, you know, money. What does he steal? It's just kind of funny because, um, did you mention about he has two mothers? Ah, yes. 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 One father, two mothers. But then Um, who's the one who gave birth to him? That you never find out, really. You just know that he has two mothers. You know, the father fell in love with two mothers. And his mothers are always asking him to get things for them. Like, um, I don't know, steal this for them. Like, like what do you mean? Like, steal? well, I said they didn't steal jewelry. But what, I mean, what do they steal? Like, I don't know, um, boxes or or feminine products? What? Well, they'll say, Akira, we really want this. And they'll make him just steal things that they want. Like, like the first thing that he steals is, is a curtain from the school. Oh, yeah. The, the curtain. Yeah, it's a very expensive curtain, which is huge. And what happens is, he's like, we want this. It's a nice curtain. We want but it's a school curtain. We want it. And so he steals it with a very unique way where he uses this. He takes a bunch of balloons and puts it underneath. It creates into a hot air balloon. And then when he takes it home... They take this curtain, a very expensive and very luxurious curtain, turn into a carpet. <laughs> very odd. They do weird things with the things they steal. It's like just, they're very infantile, I say, but they're not like regular parents because, you know, generally your mom is the one who cooks and cleans and does all this stuff, and that's not really the case in this situation because Akira is the one who does all of the work. Yeah. He washes and does the dishes and bakes the food and. They just kind of cause problems and just do stupid things. Yeah, it's like he's kind of like the one taking care of them. Yeah. Uh, so, besides that, he has his... Besides his mom and his mom, they call them mom A and B, he also has his neighbor who's called Ryusuke Kabashi. And he is, well, an older kid who's, I'd say, maybe 15, 16, give or take. And his whole deal is that he wants to be a detective 
even though he has no relation to the detectives whatsoever. And every time <laughs> 20 Faces appears, he's magically there. And he just is like, all right, let's get him, men. And at one point, they even make a reference like, okay, in today's news, 20 Faces escaped law detection. And as they were being led by some obnoxious high school student. <laughs> like we don't know why he has this power over the yeah. police but he's just kind of I don't know what would you say about Ryusuke It's just really funny cuz like he seems like the like the lead detective and he's only in high school like yeah. how did he get that job <laughs> He's not he's just like he's he's a busybody that shows up every time I think yeah. <laughs> And the and he's like Zenigata where he'll never catch he'll never catch the person and Every time he shows up, also another person shows up, and this is Shigitaka Akechi, and this is Akira's uncle. And, well, you don't know, but he's the school doctor, and what happens is he's always there, and he's always hanging out with Ryusuke, which mm-hmm. kind of hints that they may be um, in a relationship, I think. <laughs> but what happens is his whole thing is he's there just to kind of provide, like, oh, look over there, something's going on. Come on, kid, help like he kind of distracts. He helps him out. Yeah. He helps. And also, he says all these parables of things, which kind of just like they're there. They help, but not yeah. really. It's like a, really wise, wise parables that you would hear in like some kind of yeah, like Aesop's fables stuff, where it's like it has to do with the situation, but it's kind of just not answering the question. It's like, oh, you're having problems with your love life. Well, let me tell you. Did you ever see the movie Something Like It Hot, starring Jack Lemmon and um, Marilyn Monroe? And he says this whole story that it actually is a legitimate thing. I think there may have been another story, but they used some like it hot, which is a pretty cool show about the fact that um, Jack Lemmon dressed up like a girl, and the guy, this tycoon's taking him away, and he's hitting on Jack Lemmon. And Jack Lemmon's like, "Well, you can't marry me. I smoke. I smoke constantly." Well, I'll, well, that's okay. I'll adjust. He's like, "Well, I, I'll cheat on you. I'll forgive you." Uh, he's like, "I could never have children. That's okay. We'll adopt." And then Jack Lemmon's like, well, fuck it! I'm a man! And the, the tycoon just like, nobody's perfect. <laughs> it's just kind of, he explains things in ways which are kind of, if you have to read into it, but it's pretty cool, and it always takes a full page yeah. of it, right? But he gives he gives Akira good advice, because, you know, he's always following what his uncle's saying, mm-hmm. and he kind of he kind of gets what he's saying. Yeah, he gets it, then every time he gives advice to Ryusuke, Ryusuke's like, I don't care about that, give me another sandwich. That's the other thing. Ryusuke is the token I'm gonna eat everything character. Like he's like, you have food. Uh, so, the, as we've gotten into this, the main thing about this isn't the fact that Twenty Faces is a thief. Well, that's the main story, but there's an underlying bigger story going on. Because what happens is that one day, Twenty Faces is escaping from the police, and he jumps into a window. And who is in the window? The ever so beautiful young Utako Okawa. I wouldn't say she's beautiful in the beginning. She's a little girl with a bunch of stuffed animals that do whatever she does. If she points at something, they point at something, which is really creepy. Well, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. No, you're not. Well, eventually. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, so <laughs> yeah. So what? What could you say about her? Um. Well. Yeah, well, she's she's rich. Oh yeah. Really, she's... really wealthy. Um. She had her heart broken by her kindergarten teacher, who is 17 years older than her, and that starts the whole thing. That, that's kind of creepy on so many levels. Yeah, but he, the teacher, 
her teacher says, oh, you know, I really like you, but you're too young for me. You know, she's only five. And um, Akira, he goes through the window, you know, man of many faces. She doesn't know who he is, his real name, and he's, they're talking, and then he, he tells, he tells her, oh, so you had your heart broken? He said, she's, and then she, she goes into the whole story, and... And what happens is just a lot of, she talks about how, oh, well, this isn't how love's supposed to be, love's supposed to be this, and then he's like, well, you have to love the person more than life itself. Yeah, that's what she says. She says, oh, you have to love the person more than yourself. And then he, he says, well, that's where you get it wrong. You're supposed to love yourself more than the person because how could you love someone else, um, not love someone else and not love yourself? And that's, it's a very romantic situation where, long story short, without giving the whole dialogue away because we could reenact <laughs> it right now, what happens is that she falls in love with 20 faces and it's just about sort of their courtship because they he shows up at her window let's see now every friday yeah once a week every friday and they hang out and he cooks she cooks food for him and i don't think she's a good cook i don't she puts salt in the cake and all this weird stuff because she doesn't really know how to cook well, she's a little girl i mean uh, but she does nice things for him like uh what is it she gives him a present she gives him presents and other things. Oh yeah, mittens, mittens. Yeah, like so some mittens and and <laughs> gloves and other things. And that's just like the underlying. Like whenever he has to have advice, he goes to see her. Well, she doesn't know his name is Akira. She just knows him as Twenty Faces. Mm-hmm. And then her evil sister, who's a jerk, shows up and just kind of makes things worse. And yeah, and gives her bad advice, saying, "Oh, you're the girl. You know, you should you should make him jealous." And and this and that. <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting how it is done and just very just you see it's their relationship go through the ups and downs and all the things that he does for his moms like there are times when he's conflicted because like oh no i have to they, my moms want this but it's hers it's her birthday and they want her her statue but she'll be mad at me and hate me i don't know yeah. what to do and then he saves the day and does it yeah it's just really cute it's yeah, very it, very cute it's a, it's a romantic at times. A lot of debates about love and how what it means to be in love with someone and what does being in love forever mean. Yeah, with, eternal love. And... Yeah, it's it's just one of these... It's a very trusting and very... I don't want to use romantic because it is romantic, but I want to just... It's very endearing to your heart, the whole story. Because it does have that action sequence that guys will like the whole he's stealing stuff in the creative way he steals stuff, but it focuses more on this relationship, and it's pretty unique. I mean, it all shows the insane things that the mothers want, and there are just some very odd things. I think it's just it's comical, too, as well. Oh, yeah, just the moms are what make it comical, because they're just so crazy, like, well, oh, he must be in love. Okay, he's in love with a girl, but she must have the most wonderful hair in the no, world. She must have she must have really cute ears and a nice shaggy tail. What well, what are we talking about now? <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Wait, what?" It's like they have ADHD. They're like, huh? "Look, shiny object, shiny ball." But they remember <laughs> the stuff that they want stolen and then they just waste it or do yeah. something with it. It's uh, there's a bunch of little stories. They're all short and it is only two volumes. So you could read it in conceivably in an hour? Yeah, I'd say about an hour. Yeah, and but, 
but it seems it could be made longer than that. I mean, because just the stories, they seem like, you know, yeah. like well It's well written. And, and also, Akira does show up later, because this is the second series that Clamp made. Because first, Clamp did RG Veda, and then they did Man of Many Faces, and this only lasted a year. Then they did Clamp School Detectives, which is about the, the president, vice president, and treasurer of the elementary school. And who is the treasurer? Akira. So, so don't worry, 20 Faces does show up. And he shows up later in other series, and of course he does show up again, well, the last episode in the manga, which is the last two chapters, that is later in the future, and they release that later. What about Utaku? Does she show up in Clamp School Detectives? Um, yes, she's shown in her adult form in Clamp School Detectives. So that's kind of cool. And, well, so, out of the stories, what was your favorite story, you think, the, the case? I'd have to say, oh, oh, definitely. My favorite story is when um, she gets kidnapped by him, sort of. Oh, so the, yeah. Oh, so the big story with yeah, the, where, where they had the argument. I like personally the Christmas yeah. episode because the fact that Akira, he is, he's a very innocent. He's a thief, but he's very innocent. And one of the things is that he's the treasurer for the school and saying, "Oh, we should go to Car- the Caribbean and we should go to a tropical island," and he's like. Well, wouldn't that be a lot of trouble? He's like, well, what do you mean, for you? No, 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 for Santa. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, because you have to reroute all the gifts and things like that. And he's like, and they're like, well, you still believe in Santa? And he's like, yeah, only an idiot doesn't believe in Santa. <laughs> and then later, Santa actually does show up. Yes, yeah, so you're not going to give away who's Santa. Da, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, so Santa does show up, and he's just a good character you know has all these abilities and all this stuff like he can cook and clean and roller skate and well now what do you say about the writing style for this i'd say the writing style is very i don't know i think it's i think it's well written yeah it's it's I meaningful think... like the the things that they say the yeah. statements are, are, are sort of true to the you know, true to the heart. Yeah, it's very romantic and flowery and could be, you know, if you're a girl, you'll love it. If you're a guy, you might like it. You might dig it. And also, it, it makes good talk that if you want to use it on a girl. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Art style is typical clamp style. This is the very flowery, effeminate-looking characters who are very, like I said, romantic and just looking like they should belong in yaoi poses. <laughs> a lot of times, right? But you could see that they're men and women. It's not like with like X, where you can't tell if uh, who was it um, Yuka was a boy yeah, or a girl, yeah. and it's you could tell that this is a guy that's a woman. This is before they went all crazy and said we're gonna make them all look like men, women. <laughs> yeah. So, I believe well, there's not much else we really could say about this manga. It's it's short and it's enjoyable. It's another short one. I know we've been doing a lot of short mangas. I apologize for that. Just that whatever the wheel dictates, we must follow. So. Yeah, but I think if you know, it's good if you don't want to read a whole series. You want to get just the gist of like, you know, the two mangas. If you want to read something really quick and yeah, it's like a whole series and just two mangas and yeah, it's it's also good if you're someone who likes to read when you go to bed. You just read it two chapters because the situations are resolved in like a chapter. It's like event one event two, event three, and you just go through and you don't have to read it in order. Well, not really, I don't think. Because they don't really have, except for the first chapter, the second chapter, and the last couple chapters, there isn't really an order, I don't think. 
Because there's no chronological, like, oh, this age he's 15, this age he's 16. This, the bir- up to the birthday episode, and then... Eh, well. Either way. So, for this episode, for this manga, what are you going to give... What do you think we should review this as, out of the 1 to 5, which would be the 1 being, uh, take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it, and 5 being really, really, really fucking cool. Um, if you don't read it, your brain will freeze, your soul will be frozen, your soul will be forfeited to the great Zoma Gustav, blah, ha, ha, ha. Okay, I'd say four. You'd four say uh, borrow from a friend and don't uh, return unless offered Pocky. I agree. Mm. I, I actually agree. I really think that this is another borrow from a friend. I know it's another one. We did it again with number four, but it was it's enjoyable. It's not bad, and it's not. If you don't like Clamp because it has all the gay undertones, it has none of that. It's just it's a nice romantic story with a lot of action in it. Yeah, I would say it's not even too heavy. Like, like X is, you know, very dramatic and heavy, but this is just, like, lighthearted and... And comical. Know, yeah, and it's... Because there's just a lot of insane read. things going on. It is cute, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like we said, borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. Yes. Yes, or gummy bears. And I'd like to say that I think this should... This, Mm-hmm. This this manga would be great adapted as, as an anime. Well, it has been adapted into an anime. Oh, really? Oh, okay. well, <laughs> well, not really. Not it was done as a radio drama with a lot of interesting characters, including the voice of Inuyasha and Ranma One Half did the voice of Akira. But the thing is, it was released as a three episode arc in Clamp School Detectives, which is an anime series based on Clamp School Detectives. The only crappy thing about that is that, unfortunately, it's three story arcs and they change stuff and it, it didn't have that lightheartedness you felt in the manga because she automatically knew oh he's Akira I know who he is already in the whole series she doesn't know that his name's Akira she doesn't know that they go to the same school yeah you, you find out in the end okay yeah. and then I won't they, mention it <laughs> yeah you don't want to ruin the ending of course uh, so, yeah, that was good I like doing clamp hopefully next time I do clamp it'll be something just as good and not depressing like legal drug or last day or one of those other series which is just blah. Maybe Miyuki-chan, but Miyuki-chan I'd get in trouble for reading because it's all about lesbians and lesbianism and uh, Wonderland and lesbians and a lot <laughs> of other and dominatrixes and... Not your cup of tea. No, it's not that. It's just that I someone would be mad at me. Either way, that's it for the review, I think. And so, is there anything else going on on the website? Well, not much. I'm trying to get nominated for an award on Twitter. If you can nominate me on Twitter anime, that would be appreciated. Even though this isn't an anime podcast, that'd be kind of cool. If you look under Spyrokin, that's what my Twitter ID is. I'm also on Xbox Live, Zan Space Spyrokin. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N or S-A-N. Also, I'm on fightbait.com forward slash Spyrokin and... No, sorry, fightbait.com forward slash forums on the website spyrokin.podbean.com. Also on Facebook, Spyrokin Manga Review. It's a group, and also it's an ID. And am I forgetting something? Oh, iTunes. Under iTunes, and please leave a comment. I would appreciate it. We do have that contest going up. Also, one other contest is design a wheel of manga for us. What happens is you just design a list of ten mangas, and oh, we forgot. Because it's that time. For the one... The only... Wheel of Manga! 
Yes, so what is the Wheel of Manga you've been wondering? The Wheel of Manga is a wheel covered in skulls, and what happens is that we spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, because there are 10 slots on there, and I've applied 10 slots from our list of 10,000 mangas. Don't ask how long it took for me to fucking compile that. It took a long fucking time. But it's an accurate list, and it's up to date, I think. And what happens is every time we use a list, we throw that list away, and we have a new thing on there, so I'll spin the Wheel of Manga and then we'll see what it is. So let's see what we're gonna get. We've got some good ones on this list. That's a really good spin. And number three, so what's number three? P2, let's play ping pong. Oh god, a sports manga. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. No, no, seriously, seriously. Sorry god, don't mean to interrupt you. Anyway, m more importantly, it's a sports manga about ping pong, and actually that might not be that bad. And I wonder if there'll be talk of a certain man who came to the land of China to play <laughs> ping pong. They paid me to be in special forces for ping pong, and I like that shrimp gumbo. What else did he say in that movie? He's like, it's like, it's like we came to China, we first Americans there in 10 million years to play ping pong. <laughs> Even Lieutenant Dan came to watch me do ping pong. <laughs> oh. I want to watch that movie again, even though I hate it so much. I don't hate it, but... And I just kept going. It's like, and they asked me why I wanted to run, and I said I was there just to run. If you have a chance, watch Forrest Gump. It's a weird and screwed up movie, but it's worth watching. Very odd movie. I really like it. I remember the first time I saw it, I only watched part of it. The next time I watched it, I watched a different part of it. I never watched the movie in full until like five years later. The first time I watched it was in the movie theater. I remember it was like I couldn't oh, sit through it. Back. I couldn't sit well that was a movie I didn't sit through. I saw it on home video. That was video was back in the day. I mean I asked a kid, hey, you remember video? Like, what's a video? It's like D V D I was just completely freaking shocked. I was like, What's wrong with you? I remember the tagline, um, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. No, and also, Mama says... <laughs> Mom, Oh, that movie was so racist and so wrong, but so... <laughs> well, anyway, we're not talking about Forrest Gump, because this is in Forrest Gump cast, or Bubba Gump cast. Even though there is a Bubba Gump restaurant, it's pretty good. I tried going there. Every time I go there, I... Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't We're going totally off topic now. Yes, we. Okay. I think we've gone off topic just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. So either way, I think that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. You think? Yeah. So for the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing P2 Let's Play Ping Pong, and um, will you be back for that episode, or you're going to take a break for a little bit? Mm, perhaps we'll see. All right, and if not, we'll we'll see you again for another episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And remember. Episode 65 is the Back to School special, where we're going to be reviewing Back to School manga, so that should be pretty cool. The list is pretty long. I picked all manga having to do with school, specifically teachers. Unfortunately, Great Teacher Onizuka has, and Goku-sen have been taken off, but I have a bunch of other mangas. Should I put on the um, the GTO, the early years, because that is a school manga, because that's them when they're young kids, or should I just skip that, you think? Yeah, I think you should put it in. Definitely. Yeah, because uh, Clamp School Detectives actually is, is on that list. Because, of course, it has school in the title, so I can't not have that in there. Yeah, so there's a bunch of school titles in there, so it should be kind of fun, kind of cool. And then after that, we have a couple of other ones, including episode 69, the very special episode. Yes, it's very special. And then episode 
70, which is the Dragon Ball episode. Ooh. An entire episode devoted to Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and possibly Dr. Swamp. I'm not sure how that fits into the old Dragon Ball thing, but who knows? Should be a lot to say about that. Oh, yes, and the, my guest host will be one of the Animentors, so that should be fun. So, I think that's it for this episode of the Spyrokin Mong Review. As usual, thanks for listening, and I do appreciate it. Please send me a voicemail or send me an email on what you think about this show, what you like, what you don't like. Hope you like the music in the background. Picked a couple of things that were pretty interesting, and I guess that's it for this episode. So, you want to say goodbye? Or... Oh, yeah, thank you. This is Belchan. And as usual, this is uh, for the Spyrokin Mong Review. Thanks for listening, and we are on this video.